Hello and welcome to the Dream Festival podcast. I'm your host, Reese Chalmers, and today we've got a, a very special guest, one of Aberdeen and Scotland's premier DJs. It's the one and only Home Alone. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. You enjoying the enjoying the festives? Yeah, it's a bit weird, a bit yeah. different. <laughs> it's the first time we were saying last night at the, uh, the dinner table. It's the first time in 13 years I've not played a gig on Boxing Day. So yeah, I can yeah very. Yeah. Very, very different. But, you know, we're here. It's fine. You just how, have you been, how have you been coping with lockdown? Everything's obviously been closed, has it? So Yeah, so I've just been kind of trying to do as much other stuff as possible, making a ton of videos. I just put out an album yesterday. Um, yes. And just, yeah, try to stay as productive as possible. It's quite right. difficult sometimes, but <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> Late nights playing Tony Hawks on the PlayStation instead. But oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I really got into NBA 2K20. I, yeah, that's kind of on my list of things to get, I think. I was just looking through the PlayStation website like an hour ago going like, oh, what could I do? And that, that took my, took my yeah, eyes. It's, so it's a good one. I think I was watching um, The Last Dance. I think everyone watched that. And it got, got me proper into it, so... <laughs> full Michael Jordan mode 100% 100% I think I've made the best NBA player of all time in that career mode so uh, all right, tell, tell us a little bit about that album then Um, basically I saw a video maybe like three months ago of um, a DJ called Plastician okay. um, who used to um, do a lot of stuff with, uh, with Scream and was kind of part of the whole like Rinse FM crew for a long time and um, he was just doing videos during lockdown and he was mixing grime records with like classic 80s songs. Right. And I just thought it was quite funny. And I thought like, I, I, I don't mind UK hip hop and grime and stuff like that, but I'm not like the world's biggest fan of it. Um, So I just kind of wanted to put my spin on it. So I basically just started making little edits, mainly to go out to DJs. Like it never really was a thing of everyone was going to get it as an album I just wanted it to be like played in bars and stuff and people to like go oh this is quite funny it's Jay-Z mixed with Simply Red or like mm-hmm. Luther Vandross and Dizzy Rascal things like that um, but usually what happens is I get really into things that I'm doing and want everyone to see <laughs> so it ended up becoming an album and yeah we put it out and it seems to be going pretty well um, everyone seems to like it which is good just kind of Riding the promo wave a little bit and hopefully <laughs> see been, what happens. Um, yeah, I've been listening to it. I think I was listening to all the previews. I'll need to have a, a proper listen to the album. I think it's it's a good time for it as well because everyone's just going out. Well, not going out, but drinking every single night in the, in the house. <laughs> I need something to listen That's to. That's it. Like we, um, I did a Christmas album last year, um, which has had more plays this year than it ever did last year. <laughs> weirdly, okay. um, but it's good timing because like people people need stuff to listen to people need stuff to do especially right now like i when i'm not djing i like handle all of uh, siberia's marketing stuff okay for them so on christmas day we put out like a little story on their instagram that was just showing all the staff having a nice day and it ended up getting viewed by like two thousand people okay and you think that's mental because it's christmas day people should be not on their phones but everybody <laughs> is on their phones <laughs> so it's like taking that and applying it to DJing as well and going okay where's the the gap in the market at certain time scales to go and do stuff so yeah we're just having a bit of fun and if people pick up on it and like it then all the better 
Mm-hmm. I think like it's quite good. Obviously, you're kind of tagging the people who are in it as well. And I think some of them are some of them are liking it, and some of them are kind of uh, interacting with it as well, are they? Yeah. So um, I've, I'm kind of somewhat staying away from doing it with this album because mm-hmm. I don't want it to get taken down for copyright. But, um, <laughs> I've been doing videos all through lockdown, and um, basically, like during the first lockdown, I did a, a marketing diploma just. For something to do mm-hmm. and um we we learned about how um a, a good way of like marketing yourself is to do the single earned media it's basically targeting certain artists this appeals to you <laughs> look at this and then you reap the benefits of that so now i just make videos that are like they're fun and they're like they're just interesting to watch i try and do as much like funny things with green screens and uh stuff all over that and then target them towards certain people so like on christmas eve or the day before christmas eve i can't even remember this week's all blended into one uh we did a christmas one with chance the rapper he picked up on that um i'd like mark ronson disclosure dizzy rascal um yeah like it's good people get in contact and it's quite a nice feeling when you make something that's quite like referential to someone else and the person the original person picks up on it and like yes. actually is kind of positive about it so yes yeah, it's, it's it's really good yeah that's pretty cool right okay let's jump into your first artist so the kind of format of the podcast is picking these five dream artists that you have at this festival so it can be artists that are alive dead bands that are together bands that are not together anymore kind of completely up to yourself it can be something that's close to you or it could just be someone that you like so what, what what's going to be your first one First one's always going to be Kanye. Good, same, same. He's in my So, <laughs> when did you start listening to Kanye then? Um, when he f- very first came out. So, like two thousand and four. Okay. Ish, like really, really right at the beginning. So, like every every time he's come to Britain, in his whole career, I've gone to see him. <laughs> apart from the first tour because i had my standard grade english exam that day <laughs> that's the only, <laughs> the only time he's been in our country and i haven't gotten to see him um but yeah i've like pretty much seen every kind of era of him me and my friends went to paris for the first night of the watch the throne tour wow, um, amazing that's it sick. was it was a long night <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we started queuing at like two in the afternoon and it was like absolute roast in Paris heat. I ended up in the front row just like, and we got to, because basically like it's just them playing their hits for like two hours mm-hmm. and um, they got to like lift off at the end and I was like, oh, it's fine. They're only going to do Paris. It's fine. We're chill. I'm, I'm so hot. I'm so tired. They did it 13 times. Yeah, it was that last night. I, I've heard yeah, about this night. <laughs> that was like, the, the record for them doing yeah, it and, uh, it song. was like an hour and 15 minutes more of the show I think we so like if we started queuing at 2 in the afternoon we got out at like 11.45 oh god that's mental and, but it was just yeah it was the best thing ever um, so I've seen through all that kind of um, just everywhere the best like I saw them in Edinburgh years ago there used to be a thing called Tea on the Fringe okay. it was like basically tenants sponsored it it was kind of like um 
it ran at the same time as the fringe but it was gigs as opposed to comedy really mm-hmm. and shows um and so they used to put on like the only other ones i remember is like muse at murrayfield mm-hmm. um but like they had uh kanye in the corn exchange in edinburgh so like i don't know if you've ever been to the corn exchange it's yeah. like one and a half thousand capacity <laughs> and this was like uh the first time like graduation was like coming out two months after or the month after right. and he played stronger for the first time and he had like a little six piece orchestra and his dj and um it was just like it was it was one of those shows where like because it wasn't on a tour he was doing all the stuff that like i've always wanted to hear from like the early albums and stuff and it just yeah it was it was perfect so that's like the best i think that's crazy yeah that would be mental like if you had to pick, I think obviously kind of relating back to what you said there, if you were to pick like a kind of era of Kanye or like a, cer- a certain set or anything like that, would you just say, okay, Kanye, do your thing? Or would you say, right, can you play um, American Boy 12 times, please? Or like, <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think 808s and Heartbreaks is best album. Um, but they're all so good that I can't really like pinpoint anything i think you kind of just need to have a good mix of everything like it's probably at the point now or like pre pre jesus stuff that um like if you go and see him the chances are like he's gonna play just all the hits yeah like he, he he's at a point now where like his shows have no room for like the stuff i really want to hear because <laughs> everyone's like determined to hear everyone else but yeah, like he's he's the best. There's there's not really a way you can kind of pinpoint anything in specific about him. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. I, he's so like, quite tough, isn't it? like he's just like this kind of guy that um, I think like I've always liked him so much that like to me it doesn't dawn on me that people hate him. Yeah, or, like, or, or people don't think he's the best. Like, I, I can't, I can't comprehend that. Like, yeah, when you actually look at his disc- discography, it's just like it's just there, there's no competing, really, is it? There, there, there's no misses. I, I, I refuse to believe that he has a bad album at all. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm those... actually given the most recent one a proper listen. It's good. Yeah. Like, it's just it's it's different. People hate things that are different every time. And, like, that is so drastically different because there's not really that much rapping on it. And the, th- the thing is, as well, is, like, he's... Like, when he was coming up, I, I was now the age of what, like, people who like Little Uzi Vert and stuff are. Key and Milton Brothers in the background, by the way. You can say hello if you like. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was doing a bit of DJing at one point, but I think he's, he, he's turning a rapper now, so... Oh really? <laughs> but no, carry on. Sorry. Um, yeah, like I think a lot of people now, like it was the same the other day because um, Playboy Carti put out his album, and it was like hundreds of thousands of kids really disappointed in a record <laughs> because it wasn't what they wanted it to sound like. And you're kind of like, well, that's that's what happens. Like people grow and make different things all the time and it's like um i think people don't get that about kanye it's like he's not going to make the same album 12 times it's right. the problem was that like the last one was just so so different compared to what like 
had come out previously that it just didn't do it for a lot of people. But like, if you went into it and just listened to it as like an album made by anyone, it's class. Mm-hmm. That's like that's the issue as well. Like, there's there's too high a standard now for him. Similar thing to the Arctic Monkeys. I think everyone was so used to seeing their stuff back in the day, and then kind of they took AM and completely changed it up, and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm still keen for it." And they went to Tranquility Hotel, Base and Casino, and everyone was like, "What the hell?" Still a really good album. It's it's a really good album. Yeah, people just love to like hate stuff like that. It seems like um, Childish Gambino. Like I see that poster in the side here. Like his his last album as well. Like. people were just so into like the last record that they weren't expecting what he came with and it doesn't mean that it's a bad album it just yeah, i'm just looking there's a kanye one as well I'll, I'll show you that before the end it's quite a good one nice i've got uh jay-z above me oh yeah classic <laughs> the weird thing is it's not that great an album i just like the poster <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all with um justin timberlake in it is it he's, he's on one of yeah, the songs yeah that was um holy grail that was like, a, um, that was a really, like, it's not a fantastic album, but like, it was when I finished uni and um, it came out like a month or something before I finished uni. Mm-hmm. And we went, um, the first thing I did, like, I didn't go to, um, I didn't go to my grad ball because I won um, a DJ competition on Kiss um, to go and play at Wireless Festival. Sick. That's amazing the headliners uh, it was it was a weird weekend um the the headliner on the friday night was justin timberlake the saturday night was jay-z and then the sunday it was the two of them together <laughs> and they did like a joint show and rihanna came out and it was it was really weird but um it just like that is that time for me like it's the albums just reminds me of that all yeah time. that's crazy that's great so what did you get a bit of a behind the scene kind of VIP experience, or did you just do your set and you were kind of just let go? The weird thing is, I didn't end up doing a set. What? <laughs> so like, um, we won the competition. We were going anyway because, like, um, me and my friends just got the holiday, so we were going to go down to London. And um, we, there was three of us, and I got told me and a friend could have like VIP passes, so <laughs> I had to pick between. That's brutal. And um, we we showed up um, and I was told that I was going on in this like tent um, when it opened for the day. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And it was like, it was wild. Like two days before we saw Frank Ocean in the tent. So like, it was big. It was like a nice thing. And um, then we, we went up to play the set and there was no equipment set up. And um, we were like, oh, like, what do we do? And then they call, um, they just forgot to set stuff up. We'll, we'll get it sorted and we'll give you another slot. Right. So they're like, go away. Um, and like, there was like a, um, like a free bar. Like, this was the last time like Kiss had anything to do with the festival. So like, they were piling money into it. I think they must've bled money that year. And then, um, so we just went and hit, went to the free bar all afternoon and like every so often was like sneak jokes out to my other mate <laughs> he was just like uh chilling watching people which like in hindsight like the lineup was mental i think that afternoon was asap rocky 
Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar, Nas, A Tribe Called Quest, and then Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake. Not a bad lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's like my near-perfect lineup. Um, So we did that, and, like, it was a weird day, because, like, we're, me and my pal are just, like, like, eyes so wide open, like, um, like I, we sat and had dinner with the Rizzle Kicks, and then... Oh, um, what? Oh, like, that's ASAP Rocky came past, and um, so like we all got photos with Rocky and stuff. I've like, been a fanboy and massive. To, to this day, it's really funny. I've got the photo. I don't know if it's, oh, it's on my window so I don't know. I'll see if I can find it later and send you. Um, I got a photo with, <laughs> with the Rocky, and if you look in the background, it's uh, ASAP Ferg. It's just like behind him, but nobody knew who he was at all. And now like. <laughs> 10 years down the line, we're like, oh, it's fair. Oh, okay. <laughs> One day, I'm just going to close the um, door. See you tomorrow. Yeah, there's a cat trying to get in, so we're going to let him chill, jump on the bed. That's fine. Right, okay, so let's kind of bring it back a bit. So you were at Wireless Festival, great fun, good stories, meet ASAP Rocky, but when did you actually get into DJing in the first place? Weirdly, not that long before that so like I've always wanted to do it um, like since I was like really really young but um, I just never did it and that was weird and then like I went through uni and um, I kind of just got a bit more of an urge to do it and then about so if, the, if wireless was in the July the September before I like I just got a gig like my um my friend is the or was the head music booker at the lemon tree and they were doing like a um like a day supporting local bands and stuff and I was just like oh can I DJ at the end of the night and he gave my shot and that was good and then from then that like whatever like nine months or whatever after that was just kind of playing little gigs here and there for friends and like um there's a place on um Rosemount Viaduct called Cellar thirty five. It's like downstairs in the Newson Monkey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um we used to put on gigs there all the time, me and a couple of pals. Um and then I'm pretty sure like that kiss thing happened like just the beginning of July that next year and that was it um i just kind of went flying after that basically right, just you know like, what if i can meet asap rocky then fuck this i'm gonna try and do it all the time <laughs> that's it like you have one good day i think it so like we we never ended up playing that day because when we went back and did the set there was a whole faff involving will i am <laughs> right. and uh like his management didn't want someone to dj before him or something so I pressed play and no sound came out and they were like oh it's a patch so like it didn't end up being the greatest weekend will was very nice he he was chatty and like chill but um it was just like an unfortunate situation and um we like everything happened after that because of that so like um i was working full time just after like a had a marketing job and um is that what so you did at uni marketing i did uh, media studies 
Oh, okay. But because it was in the business school RGU, the majority of it is like a lot of marketing stuff, a lot of like PR and that kind of business aspect. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of doing that. And then I'd be like DJing at the student union when we had one um, most weeks and then doing seller. And then like, I've always been very like, um, proactive when it comes to getting slots so like um radio one's big weekend came to glasgow and they had lily allen come up to Aberdeen on the night before and do a show here okay. and I thought, it's just a show i'll just see if i can support so i just sent one email and within two hours i was on the bill for it and things like that like i just always learned to just like take a shot mm-hmm. like the worst that anyone can say is no yeah definitely. Um, so I got like really, um, got really with it. And the next year I sent an email to, to Live Nation, um, the people who had organized like the prize for that wireless um, thing. And I was like, oh, last year I didn't get my prize. Um, can I DJ this year? Because, <laughs> you know, what have you got to yeah. lose? And um, they were like, oh, we haven't booked any DJs yet. But if you want, you can open for Drake at the O2 in London. And I was like, I cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. So um yeah, I remember like um they agreed to that. Like I had the emails being like, Yeah, this is fine. And um I like I phoned my parents and they were still kinda like we'll j- we'll see, we'll see what happens. Cause we were like it, we were kinda used to disappointment at that part. Yeah. Because of like what happened in London. So we're like, you know, be totally chill. But then um it all kind of got very real and <laughs> uh, I ended up there and like it was weird because when the show was booked um the weekend was popular but like not like massive massive mm-hmm. um but by the time the show came around he'd like become huge and he had sold out the arena by himself as well but he was the support act for Drake so it was like me then like as soon as I pressed stop on the decks the weekend came on and then Drake came on and me and my pal the same the same mate that I went to wireless with um he we must just, love like, you <laughs> yeah he's a big fan um we were in like this little like VIP compound and like Rihanna walks in and just stands beside me and I'm just like wait who walked in sorry what's going on Rihanna oh my god <laughs> so that was uh yeah, that was a trip. Did you say uh, hello? Um, we kind of did that whole like, all right, kind of vibe, because <laughs> they were they weren't. Um, we just learned that sometimes you just have to be like really Pretty chill cool. about things, and um, like it was at the at the time where like Drake and Rihanna were together, but they were trying to convince people that they weren't. Right. <laughs> so, so like as soon as everyone spotted that she was like stood beside us, people were like shining them. Um, like phone cameras in her eyes and stuff and her security were just going absolutely mental because like they didn't want it at all they were just there to be like incognito and it just yeah backfired massively but unreal um weirdly not that time i have met him in the past but we didn't meet him that day um he he's a nice guy usually tell me that story but first we need to get your second artist Okay, so second artist 
is Jay-Z. Jay-Z, brilliant. So are you going to put them on together at any point? Are you going to get them to do a couple of songs together? Or? I feel like they could do that. <laughs> if they want, that's fine. I'll let them do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jay-Z's peak. Jay-Z's like the best rapper ever. Like the best rapper. Is he, is he on your the best artist. Yeah, hundred percent. There's there's very few people. I, there's no one. There's no one that's a better rap star than Jay Z. I put I, I put him, Eminem, and, and Kanye in like this special little kind of top tier where no one can beat them for me. And then everyone else below. Because like I I don't the time like um people used to do their like top fifty rappers and stuff, and everyone laughed at me because like. I go on so much about Kanye, and Kanye was like nowhere near the top of my favorite rappers list because Kanye is not a rapper. Kanye is like the best artist. Like he does everything, but he can't. He, he's he's not the best rapper ever, <laughs> but he just makes good stuff. But um, he, he's he's up there for production. Jay Z's the best rapper. Eminem's weird. Eminem, I've, I've got a very like odd relationship with. I don't think he's all that. He, I mean, I'm, has, I'm the same in the terms, in the fact that, like, I, I haven't listened to his albums, I, I won't, like, like I don't know all his all his songs, but I just I just respect him, I just I just know how popular he is and how much he's done, and I'm like, okay, well, you're, you're just up there. So I wouldn't have him at my gig, but I just respect his legacy. quality of artist. So. Like, he, he was a great artist for the first few albums, and then he just watered it down and watered it down, and now, like, every, every Eminem album... I, I'll like listen to two or three and be like, yeah, this is quite good. He still he can rap, but he tries too hard to prove that he can rap now. Mm. It just it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. It goes to his new album. Yeah, I like the as in like the one that came out last week. Yeah, yeah, I like. There was one really really good one on it. Let's see, I can't remember what it's called. Um, get my phone out. Alfred's theme that's really good um but it's more just like it just feels like the same like I really hate that every Eminem album has Skylar Grey on it I don't think like I feel like he just like rolls her out every single album <laughs> like it doesn't it's not interesting to me I thought like the, the last two he's done like these like music to be murdered to um albums are like they're interesting but I just don't think that the greatest rappers of all time should be making it mm-hmm. okay fair right i want to hear the story about drake so it's actually like a bit of a non-story so like this was pre-djing and everything he um he came to glasgow um on like the bank me layer tour okay so like really early days and um I think we like won a competition or something, and okay. we ended up on this. We ended up on this tour bus, um, and it was <laughs> Some just like bunch, yeah, it was just like a bunch of guys in young money hoodies, just standing around, and then Drake just being like exactly what you'd expect Drake to be like, like almost too nice, like proper, like really. This was probably like two thousand. 11 okay maybe i can't even remember maybe you just standing there like hi <laughs> you're drake it's really weird as well because like i had really bad acne when i was younger and 
um, just was did not look like a particularly well boy. And so, like, I don't roll that photo out to anyone. <laughs> like, he's gotten bigger. And, like, at this point, I could be like, hey, boy, do I have a photo to show you? No one's getting it. <laughs> no one's getting that, <laughs> that does it's the worst when you get a photo with, like, a celebrity. And, and it's an awful photo. I've got one of me with the wombats, and it's just oh, dis- disgrace. I just look I, so bad. Oddly enough, I also have one with the wombats, and it's not... <laughs> I think I've got um what's on my window so I've got me and Mark Ronson from like Oh yeah, I love Mark Ronson. You post quite a lot of beats and stuff with his music and I, I love them all. I love him. Yeah, he's gonna be one of the shouts here. He's hundred percent gonna be one of these artists. Um like but yeah. We met him in like two thousand seven or something when he was on the Jay Z tour. Sick. And um he uh that's like that's a nice photo that stays on my windowsill it's not too bad the drake one is just like nowhere to be seen but yeah good i'd be getting professional editing and everything to make sure that that drake photo somehow can look good in some way i don't know i'd have to be around something like it would i think it's like it was it was very much of the time it was like when everyone was wearing um like um checkered super dry jackets and stuff (laughs) and it's just no, it's it's not coming out. <laughs> right, I've got a question for you. Right, this is something I've always wanted to know. Why are you called Home Alone? Um, exactly why you would think I am. Because you like Home Alone the movie. Um, pretty much the <laughs> when I was in in uni on placement, um, I worked for Shmoo, the radio station. Okay, yeah, uh, community station down. The other side of town and um the my placement supervisor was a guy called stevie and he was really big into like um scottish bands and um he basically was smoking that um in glasgow and edinburgh and stuff there was like platforms for them to promote their work and there wasn't really that in aberdeen so i just kind of took it upon myself to do that um and like i was trying to come up with a name for the website right i'd watched home alone 2 the night before <laughs> and so I just picked it and then filmed bands for like a while and like if you go on youtube all of those videos are still there it's weird um and then when i got the first couple of dj gigs i needed a name so i just ran with it and it's kind of been there since it's a and good name, to be fair. It's a good name. It's like twice a week from people. <laughs> yeah. I'm slowly like mastering how to tell the story about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always one I wanted to know. Right, let's move on to artist three. Right, so you've got Jay-Z and Kanye starting the show. Great, good start. <laughs> I feel like we go Mark Ronson. Yeah. So but what I love I about Mark Ronson is that I think... He, he started off, I, I watched a documentary, and he, he, kinda, he just started off by mixing different things and kind of putting things together, and the next thing you know, he's spending loads of money on that. What was that song uh, where, the, where the guy's like, Mark Bronson? <laughs> What's that one again? Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Like, yeah. Ooh-wee. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah. and then I think he lost um, money on that, didn't he? Yeah, massively, because the sample's like really expensive. <laughs> he's just like, um 
we speak about this all the time. It's kind of like um, when it comes to DJing, there's like certain certain DJs that we all try to like emulate or like wish we were like, and or people that like we get compared to. And I always seem to get the comparison of Mark Ronson or this guy called DJ AM. That's because you're, so, they, you're such a hip hop lover, are you? So and, and, and so is he. I think it's like it's it's kind of it's also like the ability to like like everything. So like you can play the Clash, but also play Wu Tang, <laughs> and so like you know I, I like him as an artist. Like I think he he makes good music and I like his albums and stuff. But I'm obsessed with him as a DJ. I just think like the the way he DJs the like the songs he plays and stuff are just amazing. Um. And I've always like tried to kind of be on his radar. <laughs> we used to put that as a success story. Like if Mark Ronson like um, chats you, knows who you are, then that's like a success for me. Like I all my career is based on trying to impress Mark Ronson. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I've got quite a funny story. I mean, it's not not as good as meeting him, but I remember. Um, we went to tea in the park the first year and obviously we were all seven, 16, I think, not even 17. I think we were all 16. And, um, and on the on the set list, it was like, who was playing? It was David Guetta, um, somebody else. I, I want to say it was like a band. It was, it was someone. And then Mark Ronson and then in brackets, DJ set in King Tut's Wawa tent. And I was thinking, and I was like, oh, I'll go see Mark Ronson. I'd love that. And no one wanted to come with me. Everyone was like, no, Reese. It's like, it's it's a, it's DJ set. That means he's not going to be there. They're just going to play the button, DJ set. And I was like, oh, what, really? <laughs> so I went to David Guetta for like 10 minutes. And I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to go see. So, so I, ra- I ran over myself, completely by myself, and ended up in the front row watching Mark Ronson for about three hours. No, not three hours, but like his whole set. You got the guy on to do the bike bicycle song and and all this stuff. It was so much fun. And then I went, I, I got home, and I, I was getting like loads of messages from everyone being like, "Oh my god, you're on the front row of of Marron's on the TV." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, and my mom was like, "Reese, tell me now, were you taking drugs at D in the park?" Because I was like this, I was like, <laughs> like the whole, for like minutes and minutes. I was like, "No, I was just genuinely excited." But yeah, yeah that's my class. that's my Mark Ronson one. <laughs> Weird. Uh, you, know, um, you know that film about him um they filmed the majority of that like what year is it was it last year yeah so in, like 2019 um he he does this thing called club heartbreak so he basically goes and plays like um he just does dj sets and it's all like sad songs okay <laughs> <laughs> but you, you go you go and have like a class night so um I always wanted to go. Like my my thing is, I just want to DJ with him one day. Like if I can go back to back with him, that's like career highlight. Um, so I spent ages trying to get on the bill, and then um, my girlfriend at the time was like, "Let's go down, and we'll just go to the show." So we took a mega bus down, which never again. <laughs> And we um, we went to Club Heartbreak, and they were filming that documentary that you saw at it. And um, so the whole time, like we went we went out for dinner before it, and we're like walking down the street towards the venue, and 
there was like a TV, like TV crew hanging about, and they're like, I'm just watching what they're doing, not noticing that like Mark Ronson's right in front of me walking towards the thing. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's a thing. And um, he went and did the whole set and stuff. And I brought like my mixtape with me because I always like any chance to be like, hey, take yeah, this is a thing. Um, so he did his whole set, and I think he went off, and someone else went on after him. And I was like, um, oh, like, do we leave? Do we watch this other guy? What do you, what do you want to do? And like, one of my other friends was playing at Ministry of Sound that night. And he was like, oh, you should come down to Ministry. And I was like, I really want to give this CD to Mark Ronson. <laughs> do it. And so me and my ex basically just decided that we were going to just off chance to leave and as soon as we walked out the door his, his like car was at the door and i was like oh he's going to be here and literally <laughs> behind behind us him and Dua Lipa walk out and we're like oh and then like a bunch of people like jumped to him to get photos and stuff and i was like i don't care about photo like it's not really the motive like that's not doesn't bother me that much and um so me and my ex just stood there, just like in silence, just like letting all these people meet him and everything. And then he like turned around and started walking to his car and I was just like, Mark. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, take this, please. And just shoved the CD in his hand. And he was like, cool, drove away. And then two days later, we came back to Aberdeen and we like flew into Glasgow. And I drove drove up the road, parked in my driveway and my phone went off and it was Mark Ronson. And he was like, um, your your track listing looks ace, and I need to listen to it now. I'm like, amazing. So yeah, ever since then, we just like try and impress Mark Ronson. <laughs> <laughs> so did anything come of that afterwards? Um, no, nothing really. Like, I, in fact, like this year, every time I've done like something related to him, there's been like a bit of chatter between us, but there's never. It's 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 difficult, like actually getting proper contact with them so I don't know we'll kind of we'll see it's again it's like one of those things that like it's just on the bucket list yeah I think I think it sounds like you'll get there you're just kind of keep it keeping those touches going keeping those touches going yeah. and then one day you'll be it's like the, can I support you it's these little things where like one of these days I'm going to come into money and I'll book him myself <laughs> just Amazing. Put myself on as a support. right uh, let's move on to your fourth know. artist um I go for Pharrell. Pharrell, nice, okay. Maybe NERD. It's one and the same. I'm going to say NERD, but Pharrell's part of that, so it's, it's chill. Yeah, you, can um, get, you can get uh, Pharrell playing some of his songs with NERD, so that's fine. Yeah, I'll go for that. Um, they're just... Yeah. There's, it's it's weird. Like he um, He's just another one of like those bucket list kind of ones like he's unbelievable there's this program i keep telling people about this program um there's a podcast called drink champs oh yeah i've heard of this yeah the rapper noriega and his dj efn and they just chat to rappers and stuff and get them drunk and um <laughs> they had they had pharrell on last week and like it's it's quite nice the entire dj community that like i know all of us were just like drink champs this is classic it's we all got together and just watched this thing um because he just like he just speaks so much good stories 
um, he's like the most talented dude ever. Like he's he's been around for so long as well, is he? Yeah, I mean, I was listening to him when I was probably like eight, nine, and I'm almost thirty. So yeah, <laughs> that's it's a while. So <laughs> um, let's kind of. I've got kind of a question about. We're speaking about artists, people you've met, things you've done. Where is like the best place you've ever DJed? So what's the kind of biggest place that you've gone to and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm in this place DJing? So I weirdly, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, Almost like you knew I, I was going to ask it. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the so this place, the O2 Arena, for the Drake show. That was like twenty. 3,000 people wow. something like that but like I think I don't look like too fondly on it okay. like looking back I'm not like that was the best that was the worst DJ set I've ever done <laughs> like this is not a word of a lie um, up until that point I had never DJed on CD decks ever right okay I used to have a little controller thing and then I was told I couldn't use it there, so I didn't bring it with me, and I DJed off CD decks for the first time in my life. So like, it wasn't a good. <laughs> it was like the, the the place was bouncing. Like I played good records and it was fun, but like, you're in a room with twenty five thousand people, twenty four thousand. Like, it's too. It's not actually like the best gigs that gig I've ever done. I was uh, opened for Mike Skinner from oh, yeah. at Tunnels. Wow. Um, that was like a good like atmosphere and it was just fun. Um, and then like I think the best venue is there's this little place um, in London that like me and my pals play at like quite a bit. It's um, it's called Omira. It's run by uh, Mumford and Sons. They own it. Sick. And it's basically like tunnels, but with a little bit of knocks to it. Okay. <laughs> like there's not um there's not like table service, but it's a little bit like classier than tunnels, but it's not as classy as Knox. And it's just like a nice vibe. And um yeah, parties are there. Even then though, like Knox was class. Not like milk used to be my favourite time of the week. Oh, it's you should love so milk. Every single Thursday, I milk for years. That's like fun. That's all it was. Like I, I don't really care about the size of the place. I just want to have fun. Like we did, um, I did a Beatha Rocks last year, and it was like nice, but it was like stressful. All the big gigs are just really stressful. Yeah, well, it's such a big like. It's it's more fun if there's like. 50 people in a room in comparison to like 20,000 20, or whatever it's just harder to just feel like you, you you build situations yourself so like you know there wasn't that many people at Ibiza but it was like it was Ibiza so you felt like you had to give it a proper goal yeah um, but it wasn't like like I wasn't headlining or anything so I couldn't just do what I usually do I have to like pull it back a bit Um, you know we did I opened for Goldlink last year and that was cool because it was sold out. So it was like really busy. But it was like, it was just a bit of an awkward vibe because it's people who aren't there to see you. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to try and like warm a crowd up, knowing fine well that they don't care about you, really. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be it's, a bit difficult. It's mad. But you've just got to find the line and just and go with it. Right, okay, let's jump into your last artist then, your your final one. Um, my last one's a curveball. Um, my favourite is John Mayer. John Mayer? I don't think I've even heard of him. Really? Um, he is, like, one of the best, like, guitarists and, like, songwriters ever, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I know a good guitarist called Johnny Marr, but I mean, probably a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> That's so indie of you. Um, no, he's like, um, he used to date Taylor Swift and Jennifer okay. Aniston. He's like, uh, I'll see if uh, I can do this. Bear with me. Okay. Um, he... You can share your screen if you want and show. I don't think you can do that, but if you want, you can. Probably could. Let's see if there's... This is his, like, big kind of latest song. Me and uh, my ex went to see him last year at the O2. He sold out, like, two nights at the O2. So okay. he's, like, he, he is massive. But he's, I'm, like, I'm going to look him up. Keep speaking. I'm listening. <laughs> he's, like, um, I don't know. He, he makes, like, a lot of popular songs. A lot. His album, Continuum, is, like, one of my top three albums ever what did you say john mayer yeah there we go i'm having a look he doesn't come up on google he definitely does okay how do you spell john <laughs> j-o-h-n and how do you spell mayer m-a-y-e-r ah there we go sorry yes he comes up now good good looking dude yes agreed um so yeah, he's um, he, he's the best, I think. He's one that like I kind of always would want to see. And is there any songs that I would know that he's done? Like any, I mean, obviously I would, but like any any big ones that he's like co-written on? Or... I don't think he's necessarily had like a big chart hit over here ever, which is so weird that he's like so big, but he doesn't. Um, his like. If you go in the chat box, there's a video there. That's like his newest song that's kind of been like big. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the kind of guy with this video's got 73 million views on YouTube. Okay, so he's not small. <laughs> no, he's not small. There's no way. Um, so yeah, just him. It's just a vibe. It's just like the calm down of the night. Okay, so chill about. you've got Kanye, you've got Jay Z. You've got Pharrell, you've got Mark Ronson, uh, and you've got this John Mayer dude that I've not heard of, but he seems, seems like a cool guy. Now, at the end of the festival, you get to have a little, a drink, a chill, a chat with one of these artists. Who are you going backstage to speak to? Ooh. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, probably Mark Ronson. Ah, okay, good. Mainly because I feel there's more conversation there. Yeah, you will have a good time with him. Kanye would probably be a bit difficult, would it? There's more of a like. There's more of a relatable ass. Other whereas with Mark Ronson, there's actual like, hey, DJing's cool. Let's speak about records. That like 
that's genuinely like a um a thing that goes on in my head like what me and my pal were speaking about this last night <laughs> we're sitting at two in the morning playing tony hawks and <laughs> chatting about uh chatting about pharrell and i was like i'm pretty sure like if if i was playing in a nightclub and pharrell walked in i don't know if i could continue playing like i would just freeze up like because they're like the level it's what you were saying about mount rushmore it's like there's just certain people who like i can't so three almost three years ago um my ex and i went to disneyland and we found out paris Paris? yeah paris yeah um we we went on the ratatouille ride and it was the the second last ride of the day like the second last time round before the park closed okay so we got on it went all the way around and then (laughs) left the park and within 20 minutes of leaving the park um we saw on instagram that pharrell had gone on the last ride of the day on ratatouille at disneyland (laughs) no (laughs) and i lost it like lost it i don't like i spent the next two days looking around paris being like yeah, what's going on? Even though I know, like, what what do you do in that situation? Scott, please, we need to go to the Eiffel Tower today. No, we're going back to Disneyland. <laughs> you, you, you laugh as if there's um, there's not a picture on my ex's Instagram of the um, what is it, Sean's Elise or something, and um, it, the the description on it is: look at me being cultured, trying to block out the noise of Scott moaning about he, not meeting Pharrell. It basically says it all. Right. Okay. So we've got our we've got our, we've got our festival. Uh, any part? What what's your plans for the future? Like we're going going forward. I mean, hopefully COVID's going to be done and dusted relatively soon. What's your plans? I'm just going to keep on working. Like my thing that I've learned this year is that like being consistent and putting out good stuff is key. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep doing that as long as I can and then see what happens. You kind of never know what's going to go on here. Like, you know, things can change in a day. Um, so I'm just got to keep trying things and hope that they work out and that people are responsive to it. And I think so, once uh, once kind of everything gets back to normal a bit, people are going to be absolutely choking for a night out, are they? So it's going to be a, such a, res- a resurgence. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I think it's still a while off. I don't think we're going to get like May Day or anything this year again. But I think we like when it does get back to proper normality. Someone put up a tweet last week that says something like, "In 1918, uh, they had the Spanish flu, and what came after the Spanish flu was the Roaring Twenties because everyone wanted to go out every day." Yeah, that's this all over again. I, but I hope so, because <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> You're choking for a night out. <laughs> oh, mate, I've been choking for a night out for months. Uh, I, I went away to Zante for a whole month because I was so I was so needing the night out. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm off. See you later. Uh, right, okay. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up because we've been chatting away for about 50 minutes. Uh, any shout-outs you want to do? Obviously, you're It's Home Alone on Instagram. What's your yeah. Twitter? It's the same. Just It's Home Alone and everything, yeah. And so, yeah, then... give, him a, give him a listen. Give, it... give him a shout for his new album. And, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, my man. Okay, much appreciated. Right, in a bit. Cheers, see you later. See you soon. Bye. Bye.